This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, the heroes slip back into skier guard. But I mean, you are walking within five feet of giants. To gather more information. What were these creatures doing? Were they, did they appear to be working with the food or were they guarding? And to sow the seeds of insurrection. Lork vanishes, leaving no trace of his step. He begins to move. But something more sinister may be waiting for them. You see an image. Looks like it's been drawn in, like, blood. Far more sinister. Let me ask you, what do you think happens when you die? The adventure continues now. Hello, my friends. Matthew here to ease you in like the boiling water to the frog to this week's episode. It's a fun one, so I won't take too long. But I have to give you all some updates from Glass Cannon Land. It's my sacred duty as intro recorder for the week. Anyway, first, GCP Live. As you no doubt know, Saturday, April 14th in Astoria, New York. Tickets on sale now at glasscannonpodcast.com. I'm working on my promo game here. But yeah, it's going to be an amazing day of gaming, plus the live show, plus the preview of our upcoming Starfinder podcast, and more. Very mysterious. And we're more than halfway sold out, so please get your tickets if you haven't gotten them yet. I mean, let's make some time for you to do this right now. Like, right now. Go ahead. We'll wait. Disclaimer, if you're driving or operating heavy machinery, please don't buy tickets right now, but soon. Okay, but for those of us who are just sitting around, now, go. You done? It could be that fast, I'm just saying. Anyway, great, we'll see you in Astoria. Also, hope you're all enjoying our new Patreon-exclusive podcast, Raiders of the Lost Continent. We've released two episodes so far, and I hope you're having as much fun listening as I am playing. And you, too, can join us. All you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash glasscannon and pledge $5 or more a month, and you can get in on the action. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. Episode time. Here. We. Go. I have a trivia question for each of you. Well, it's just for all of you. <laughs> oh, wait. I know. Uh, Atlanta Braves. Wildcat. Is that the answer? <laughs> How did you know that? Well, he is so good. I just assumed that the question was, what is the oldest Major League franchise? <laughs> and, uh, that's just, it just came to me like right he's, there. He, he's basing his next PC off of Chipper Jones. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Larry, Larry the, bats, the Batsman. And his father's going to be Ted Turner. <laughs> My question was, why did I name the Frost Giant Fijimon? Uh, hmm. Because he's from Fiji? Close. He's a man from Fiji, man. Nope. Why? I, on my the initiative tracker, I had him written as FG, and <laughs> 11 was his initiative. And when I was thinking of a name, I just saw that, and I was like, FG. Figgy Pudding. Fiji, man. <laughs> Fiji, man is his name. Oh. Uh, nice. Nice. Frost Giant, man. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Skier God, Welcome to Skier God, God, man. <laughs> Uh, we got a couple of new ninth level characters, everybody. Yay! We're going with ten nine nine eight. We're getting closer, getting there, chip, chip, chipping away. Um, we got. Let's jump right in. I, I want to find out what a ninth level wizard is bringing <laughs> to the table. Obviously, you get a new feat skid. What did you take? Well, I went with. Uh, so I already had invested skill points and in craft uh, weapons. Oh, um, early. I think uh, it was a, a hobby. Of, uh, of Pembroke's back in his in the, the university days. It's something we do to relax. Pre-tenure. So now he's got uh, craft magic arms and armor. Oh. Uh, as a feat. So he can use that at the forge to... Oh, know. man, that's huge. Yeah. That is a, incredibly huge. I yeah. mean, now that you are... If you have that feat, I remember you get a bonus 
a plus five or something like that to make those checks, yeah. you are going to be able to craft whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, got to go over it again. But uh, yeah. uh, It's going to be like power leveling your armor making in Skyrim. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the point where you make the most ridiculous items. Yeah. That's Why the do plan. I have 80 Dragon daggers? <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. Not a lot of people take that feat, and I think that's a great feat, especially for this uh, particular adventure. Correct me if I'm wrong, you get a fifth level spell. Or do you get multiple? Fifth I get levels? two. You get two. Fifth <laughs> well, I technically, I actually get, I, I get three. Um, oh my god! See, I can remember playing D and D as a kid and thinking, I will never bring a character to a point uh, that is going to be able to cast fifth, sixth level spells, and now you can cast three of them. Yeah, I've you know, I never play wizards ever, so this is pretty exciting. All right, me. so talk to me. What did you, what did you go with? Um, so I get uh, specialized spells because of my conjurer school. Um, and so at level five, um, I get uh, uh, s- I get summon monster five. Yes. Okay, um, and uh, teleport. <gasps> Wait, now teleport is like that's why we'll be able to use the forge, right? Yeah. Because well, teleport yeah. is a long distance. It's, uh, it's not 900 miles. It's 900 <laughs> miles. And I can take anyone with me. There's no, uh, as long There's as no restrictions. All. You just grab yeah. someone and you're gone. Just yeah. go to Chernow tomorrow. Yeah. And there are, there are tables, like, depending on how familiar you are with the destination, whatever. But I, oh, yeah. I see it right now. Very familiar. Studied carefully. Seen casually. Viewed once. False destination. Yeah. <laughs> Skid, here's a question for you. Could you summon a monster outside of the camp... Make yourself invisible, bamf yourself into the middle of the lower camp and leave that monster there and then dimension door out and just let the madness happen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Teleport. Uh, yeah. So you said you got three. That was two. So that's, well, no, those are, well, those are my specialized spells. Ah, okay. So then I also, as a wizard, like every level you get two new spells and I'm picturing these as Pembroke's uh, Ah, like one morning, he's like, I remember now. <laughs> this stuff all coming back to him. So I took, uh, um, oh no, that's what I got. So I got, I took Summon Monster 5. Right. And uh, Dominate Person. Oh, come on. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, that's Explain that. Bad. What does that do? So it's it's basically. Charm level 2.0. Charm Person 2.0. Yeah. It's like Charm, <laughs> it operates like Charm Monster. The DC of the save is a little bit higher. Um, and you actually, it's mind control. So you don't have to roll opposed, you charisma, have to do opposed check. charisma checks. Nonsense. So you can tell, it's like, go kill that guy. They're like, yes, master. And they'll go, fight. they'll do it. And you can see through their eyes. You can feel what they feel. Like all this stuff. So, oh, well, this is what was happening to the dragon that came into the cathedral. Yeah, right. <gasps> I never thought of that. Dominated. Yeah. That Volstice could you see could through see. its eyes. There is, yeah, there's. Oh. But you were half orc at the time with no feet. Yeah. I don't know. Never recognize it. Cool. I don't think you can see through his eyes, but you get you get you know what they're feeling. I think I gotta look at it. But it's, oh it's not that's still really cool. Huge. Any other uh, juicy tidbits for a ninth level whiz? Um no, that's uh that's pretty much that's it. Pretty right? juicy. Well, that's Those pretty are good, the juiciest you know? bits <laughs> yeah. of that tiz. The choice yeah. nugs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so is is uh is let me get a hit of that, Troy. Hold on. Uh is so is dominate person uh relegated solely to humanoids or people? Does it not include monsters? Could you not have cast it just on the, oozes. Just oozes. That's what person means, right? Uh, no, but could it's you good question. Could you have cast it on the giant? Because you use charm monster on that giant. Any humanoid yeah. creature. Human- uh-huh. oh, awesome. So you're not going to be able to dominate a dragon tomorrow. No. But, hey, we'll set goals. <laughs> and we day. could, like, if we ran into Fijimon again, we could always say, oh, hold on one second. Just let me do this. It's like, this is just going to be over a moment. And instead of having him charmed, we could have him dominated. And he could just go raging through the camp, murdering giants. Yes. But <laughs> there is, like, he'll, he'll, he would be seen as acting bizarrely. Uh, to anyone who is observed, like we could, if you saw it's like just go and like be our eyes and ears. Anyone watching him, I think it's like a fairly low like sense motive check to see if there's something off because they're acting strangely. But, yep, and then they could tell he's dominated, and then, right. yeah, they know they know they're under attack. Crazy. I mean, it's it's a pretty wild spell. These spells, when you get into these higher levels, it's paragraphs of text. Yeah, uh, very cool, uh, Matthew. I see you're still cramming there. <laughs> I had to repair my spells. Uh, too now. busy writing plays all week. Update your character. Talk to me about your feet. Did you pick your feet? I did indeed. Skid and I uh, we consulted 
about this. You know I frown on that. Yes. That's why we did it, actually. <laughs> uh, I took craft wondrous item. Uh, whoa. Figured. I was not expecting that, especially where Skid went with uh, mag- uh, magic arms and armor. Okay, craft wondrous item. We figured they've been, they've been geeking out about magical items. And now we can craft some rings and stuff. Oh, yeah. man. Can you, make me, can you make me a neon green D20? Because I'd really like one as <laughs> it well. Is, it is, after all, a wondrous item. Is it wondrous or is it's, it just weighted? <laughs> craft weighted this item. This is the orb of dragon kind. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, but, but Pembroke and, and Faraza can work together to, to make various items that yeah are. you know what's nice about that there aren't a lot of towns left in this adventure you know what i mean <laughs> like you're going to be able to do what you need to do um and be able to turn that gold and i think everything's like half to pr- half priced when you're building it as yeah. opposed to buying it yeah so we can pop back to uh to the cathedral of uh of Minderhall. we could pop back to uh, yanderhof or you know right. one of the other like dwarven it is now the cathedral of toreg yes and Yes, right. And, and Ioma Day, and, and, and that Ioma non-denominational priest uh, preacher is going to make his way from <laughs> yeah. uh, Shinnaman's fortune. He'll love it. Yep, we hired him. He got upgraded. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, spell wise, do you get fifth level spells? I now? do. You do. Okay. I get one domain spell, uh, which all of you are probably going to be familiar with. It's a little old spell called Righteous Might. Oh, oh I love Righteous classic Might. of this adventure. Righteous <laughs> Might. Yeah. Okay, and, and, and then, then I get one spell. From the Druid Spellist. And what would you like to take? Well, I mean, I can take whatever I want whenever I prepare my spells. Oh, he just prepared one for the day. I, prepare well, one for the I day. see. I see. So we're, now we're going to play by the rules. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, Very we, good. To be fair, we always prepared our top level spells. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Are you going to give us a little hint of what you prepared on day four? Of Why card? would I give you that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, t- you took something away from me. Why would I take away some of my fun? The rest of my fun. Fair enough, Matthew. <laughs> Son of a gun. Hey, anything else cool for a druid at ninth level? I feel like casters don't get a lot of fun stuff. Like, uh, martial classes get more shit. Um, well, and especially the new classes. Like the, like the newly released, the advanced classes and the hybrid classes. There's all kinds of stuff going they, on yeah, at every level. Great points and key and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so do you get anything else beyond that? Like, Why, yes, I do. Oh, summon nature's fish? <laughs> yep. You can yep. summon you guessed it. three fish an hour. <laughs> it's a mahi mahi. Uh, <laughs> amazing. A beautiful fish. At ninth level, druids are immune to all poisons. Nice. Whoa. Oh my God. Come on. Nice. That's actually huge. See, Pe- that's cool. See, I think shit like that every character should get at each level. Like, now you're immune to fear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, paladins very, very do. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you yeah do paladins get that. Get that. Uh, very cool. Immune to poison. So. At a certain level, you're immune to disease too, right? Is that true? No, that's uh, paladins. Oh, that's paladins also. too. Right? Yeah. No, the next, uh, the next supernatural ability I get is a thousand faces. At thirteenth level, what? a druid gains the ability to change her appearance at will, as if using the alter self spell, but only while in her normal form. All of them are oh, various wow. arctic birds. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but different birds. Thousands of arctic birds. <laughs> a, what is it? A bubbling intern. <laughs> Did I get your coffee, sir? <laughs> Uh, all right, very cool. Um, I was saying before we we jumped on mic here that uh, you know, Lork, you're at eighth. The difference between eighth and ninth at this point in the adventure, it's not that far off. The XP drops now are huge. Just conversing with Noximara, you got a huge XP drop. Um, you know, between nine and ten, you'll get there. Between ten and eleven, though, Baron, that's when it starts. The double digits, it really you start chunking along. And also, that's because this adventure is built for tenth level PCs, so you're not going to just fly through the ranks. But I do think you guys will catch up very soon. So it's be interesting to see a ten nine nine eight in action. I am just truly happy for my uh, compatriots. I, I have no jealousy of not leveling up. I just want everyone else to get up to my level. You're a giver, dog. Grant, and you can't help it. I know. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up on this beautiful, blisteringly cold uh, fourth day in Skiergard. Uh And I honestly, I was trying to do prep for this one, and I'm like, I, they said a couple things they were going to do. I just have no idea, so I've prepped everything. Beautiful. Um, 
Like I, you're supposed to. I may need to just <laughs> pause if you say something I'm not sure about. No, I'm kidding. I've got this all down. All right. So what do we you play tiddlywinks. jerk offs want to do? To <laughs> we would like to challenge the Frost Giants to a tug of war. <laughs> all right. Shades of episode one. Back to our roots. <laughs> Roll for initiative. Um, That'll disrupt well, the camp. I will say that based on what we had talked about last week with the, the two main ideas that came out of uh, trying to start a little inner clan war and then also spoiling the food with uh, some craft alchemy. I think spoiling the food is the single most important thing that we can do and that the uh, swapping or the uh, creating the argument within the camps, my gut is telling me that that should happen first so that in the event that sickening the camp doesn't keep everybody in their tents. You know what I mean? So like yeah. we want to do it when they're all out eating. I mean, I guess theoretically we could do it at the same exact time. But then, you know, people might be too sick to fight. I kind of wanted to create this ruckus. And then maybe, you know, another day later after people have been punished or sent away, then poison the food. Now people, it's escalating. People are getting more and more irritated. I mean, especially if we don't poison the mess hall food and we do the farm, that one might have giants going to investigate up there. And then our whole plan would be screwed because they'd all be split up. So I like right. that. I like the distraction first. Um, Baron, go ahead and roll an intelligence check. <laughs> you know, oh boy. you know, <laughs> we are way off. Oh, uh, 19 uh, for a 20 total. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Classic burger. You are smart enough to know. And I'm good enough? He rolls well enough <laughs> that to know. Let's clarify. You're smart enough to know <laughs> that trying to disrupt the food source at the farm mm-hmm. may not help your cause. Take too long. Yes. Going at the source... The, the, the ultimate source may not help you. If they're eating slaves, then cabbage isn't going to hurt them. You need to disrupt what they're actually eating. The meat. you got to spoil the meat at the source. So we poison the slaves. Perfect. <laughs> poison the slaves. We know what Baron's taking a little hey, hey, hey. anti-palate. <laughs> they, they, chose, they chose the wrong side. Hey, that's right. With the I'm hey. so confused now. What was <laughs> the lie in, and what was true? Inquisitors have some moral for flexibility. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, yeah. You know. I, I, uh. I decided to detect as evil today and I'm really embracing the roll. Fair enough. <laughs> so poison the slaves. Poison <laughs> the slaves it is. I've got it. Just I dip them it. in lye. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so man. horrible. That's oh, awful. Oh, get over here, Baba Boo. <laughs> you feel so warm right now. Um, I'm ashamed I know you, know any of you. <laughs> All right. So that, that just, you know, that doesn't mean that there's nothing up in those farms. But, you know, if your ultimate goal is to use your alchemical knowledge to try and uh, hit them where it hurts in terms of their food supply, you need to to poison what they're actually eating on a day-to-day basis, not their garnishes. Got it. So he wants to keep us out of the farms, eh? So let's go there first. Not, yes. to, not to mention if they're eating slaves and stuff, maybe vegetables, that's not even for them. You well, might be poisoning those vegetables, and that's what they feed the slaves to keep them alive. Perhaps, but unless the they slaves. have a huge store of X-lax, how are they pooping? <laughs> <laughs> well, Feyraza was in the slave pen. Okay. Poop everywhere. <laughs> Poop everywhere. I think he meant the giants. Oh. That's that uh, building in the lower camp that we never see what's going on. That's the one on the ice pond. It just it just goes pooping oh, in the no. ice. That's so gross. <laughs> All right. This, this is, this is going off the rails. This is an already an instant classic. What do you guys want to do? It's day four. Well, I, I like Joe's idea. Yeah, if you want to go like check out the, so you wanted to plant the object, like steal the object. Yeah, I, to me, I don't think that it necessarily has to be some big grand plan. I want to just see what happens. Plant something and then observe. It's Napoleon's yeah. battle plan, right? How do they? Uh, how do they react? Who is seems tougher? How do the frost giants discipline? Maybe even we get a sight of the leader if it gets intense. You know, yeah. things like that. Totally. Um. Can you walk? Do you leave tracks? Do you have trackless step? Tra- yeah, I do not leave. <laughs> no, I don't leave tracks, Matthew. Come on. I'm just asking. No, no. Uh, yeah, in his favorite terrain, Lork leaves no trail unless he wants to, unless he chooses to. Uh, well, I can put, I totally forgot that I have extend spell as a meta magic feat, so I can cast, so I can cast um, invisibility on you and use a second level spell, use a third level slot, and you would actually be invisible for 18 minutes rather than the traditional nine. Beautiful. So if something came up unexpected, 
should be in good shape. Um, Faraz would also like to drop uh, her insect spies into the the mess hall or another location if we decide that's better. Interesting. So you can just kind of fly by as a bird and drop little insects to go into the mess hall? Yeah, I get two. At, at ninth level, I'd get two insects. And now, two beetles. as an insect, how much can they really take in since everything is so much? I'm thinking of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Can they, like, hear words being spoken? Can they, or they just get a general sense? They have a measure of intelligence and make for excellent spies. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry, yes. <laughs> Joe, are you ready to write another We Are Stupid? I'm so <laughs> excited for it. Um, they, have to, I do, they do have to return to me for me to like ask them questions about what they saw. Okay. Um, all right, so we're talking about bug spies. We're talking about invisible lork. Um, I rolled the uh, night patrol uh, percentile, and you guys were fine. So oh, you great. are ready to rock and roll. So there's that. If you so choose. Good. All right. Is Let's, there, is, sorry. sorry to interrupt. Is there any sense in dropping the bugs in a place we aren't going? But maybe we won't end up in the mess hall. Well, it's only I only get them. They they have a, they only exist for ninety minutes. Okay. So and I have to. They both have to spy, and I have to talk to them mm. in that time. Okay. So maybe, but I have to go back and get them. Got it. To the top of the plateau. Uh, life bubble. Yeah, I I prepared it. Yeah, so Lork should not be fatigued during this little mish. Wait, she she didn't say she's using it. I know. I'm, I'm just I'm just <laughs> suggesting. Make it. your case. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me beg every day. <laughs> um, yeah, so should, I'll definitely I definitely give it to Lork and make Pembroke your case. as make well. Your case. Pembroke as well probably would be- benefit from life bubble. Uh, yes, I I like staying alive. <laughs> I like being in a bubble of life. Mm. I like bubble. All right. Um, um, this Baron won't need it as well. Now you can split this up. I'm, I prepared it three times. Oh, you prepared oh. it three times. What Brilliant. level spell is it? Fourth. Ooh. Nope. I, yeah, I prepared it three times. It, well, is if all, all, it is all my fourth level spells. Well, if, if all goes well, we should not be combating today. So True. Uh, it's a smart choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll give it. Okay, great. I'll stay as a bird. An arc, Maybe I'll be an arctic turn today or something. Who knows? We'll see how the, how the moves play it by Play it by wing. <laughs> uh, Still upset you haven't met a penguin yet. <laughs> Penguins are adorable, but flightless. But flightless. Wait yes. till we get to the, uh, the ice ponds. Uh, all right, so you're going to go up to the mountain? Yeah, we're going to head up. And what precautions are you taking in terms of altitude and cold, uh, if any? I will cast Endure Elements Communal. At when we get to, when we get when we get close, sure, to, sure, sure, and I'll cast life bubble on the three others, and I will transform into a bird. Okay, and how long do each of those last? How many hours? Uh, endure elements communal is twenty four hours split up amongst the recipients. So ah. six hours. You guys haven't spent more than like three or four hours each pop. So yeah, yeah. And I, can, I prepared it twice, so you I could can, always use. I it can re up it. Are you okay. are you casting that you on do yourself a pit stop. as an Arctic bird? Do we ever figure that out? You don't need to do that. Okay, yeah, so we get eight hours. Stop it, Grant. Ah, right. Okay. I'm trying to get <laughs> us more <bubble>. hours. <laughs> and then life bubble Lair lasts, bubble. I mean, life bubble lasts 18 hours. Okay. Um, two hours per level. Two hours per level. So, you know, six hours apiece. So, no, no, each. Mark, I, I'm casting it three times. Yeah, oh, he prepared. Yeah, it's, an, it's an individual casting. It's not a communal yeah. cast. Oh, right. okay. So you guys, you guys are good. You don't have to worry about oh, it. Oh, wait. I can, I can split it up. But I figure it's why don't we just cover cover our, our took us this? You're already <laughs> under leveled and uh, not having to worry about fatigue. Well, you can cast it twice damage. and split it between two people for each casting. So it'd be nine hours each instead of you know. So then you'd have an extra like fourth level spell if you wanted. It. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Okay. And that way you could you could cast it on yourself to split the second time. So if you ever need to leave your bird form, you'd be covered. Yeah. Well, if I'm only, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll split. I'll, I'll cast it twice. Split. But that's thirty six hours amongst the three of you. So you each get twelve hours. All right. Cool. You, oh, you've never spent that much time up there, so that should cover you. So one endure elements, two life bubbles. Three hours later, you get back to that spot, and the camp lies before you. Uh, it is daytime, you know, still. So you have to take that into account um, in terms of the watchtowers. Uh, oh no! I mean, we're gonna wait till the evening. Oh, you want to? You want to go? Yeah, back. I want to wait till they watch. T- they're uh, so. Here's the thing: if we want to do the food at the same time, you have to do the food before they eat. But I want to do the swap while they're eating. 
You know what I mean? Well, so like mm-hmm. if we want to do the food on another day, are we doing the food on another day and you're just researching the food with the Beatles? We can do that. Yeah. So we'll wait till the evening. I want to wait till they go to the mess hall and most of the tents are empty to go in and steal something and, and put it in another tent. Okay. And how much time are you going to have invisible? Uh, Eight, 16. 18 minutes. 18 minutes. 18 minutes. Okay. So you're pretty much going to want to stealth as close as you can. Zip in. Yeah. Pembroke and Lork are going to have to get pretty close. Okay. And then boom, throw it. Throw it on them and then zip in, zip out. All right. So you go up at nighttime. Um, you know, or at least you feel pretty confident, um, that the watchtowers that you've already been to are unmanned. Uh, roll a perception check, everybody. Uh, 39. 30. 30. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you, with a 39, I'll say that the both the tower, uh, the first tower that you guys went to, and the tower where that frost giant fight took place, you can see that you don't see anyone walking about. And if you wait long enough, you don't see anyone coming out of the hut as well. So okay. right now, unmanned. Unmanned. All right. Let's do it. You ready to do this? Yep. Bloop, 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 bloop. What is this? That is the sound of invisibility being cast. <laughs> I is that a drop now? That's a drop now. I forgot. <laughs> From an old... Ep- <laughs> I forgot that was Pembroke the sound. casting invisibility. All right, so now, is your plan to go up to that first tower, which is kind of solitary, and do this cast and book it into there i'm assuming you're waiting for the mess hall line the dinner line to to, to really up. get started and then obviously we need to target the the symbols of the two tents that were that's going to require the, the a death. perception check i'll say that fijimon told you what those uh what the uh, the dark icons brand were. and the earth coven symbols look like right but to recognize them in the tents is going to require a perception check now Depending on where you start your move, the perception check will be either easier or harder. If you're starting at this first watchtower here, right on the southern portion of the map. No, 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 no. I'm going to get into the You're going to try and stealth. What is your game. estimate to, to, to get into that camp? 200. The, the two watchtowers are 200 feet apart. 200 feet apart. Okay, so I can move 30 feet every six seconds at stealth. You can, if you succeed your stealth check, you can go from tower to tower like you did the last time. It was Baron that failed. Yeah. His okay, story. so I'm not going to start even looking for the iconography or whatever on the tents until I'm in the tents. Now, here's the thing, though. Is Pembroke coming with you to the second tower, and how is he getting there? No. Pembroke is going to cast invisibility on me before I'm even in uh, vision of the giants from this far away, and then I'm going to close the distance invisible, okay. leaving I no trace of I thought you were just straight up step. stealthing without invisibility, which would buy you more time, but if he can't cast invil- invisibility at tower number two, then you've just got you've to make haste. Yeah, and hope that you roll perception and can get this done uh, in the allotted time because yeah. you've got to get there and get back. Yes, okay. Before the carriage turns into a pumpkin, right? So it's, it's <laughs> Feyraza is a bird. Uh, Baron, you guys get up to that first tower, no problem. You are uh, you feel pretty good at night going to this first tower. Pembroke, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. Do you want it now? Do you want the invisibility now? Yeah, let's do it now. Okay. Give it to me. Give it to <laughs> okay. me. Give it to me. <laughs> uh, so with using his uh, extends metamagic feet, uh, Pembroke casts invisibility, concentrating extra hard. Lork vanishes, leaving no trace of his step. He begins to move at 30 feet. Every six seconds. 300 feet a minute. Which means he's in the camp in one minute, LaValle. All right, so let's say you go up to the tower so you can start figuring out where these tents are. Roll a perception check. Rolling perception. Uh, there we go. That's a 41. <laughs> 41. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. All this giant stuff Lork has got down pat. If you look at the map, the tents, there are three rows of tents. One, two, three, four, five tents in each row. You see that the in the first row, fourth tent in is the symbol for the Earth Coven. And in the back row, third tent in is the symbol for Dark Brand. Okay. So they're pretty far apart, separated by a row. But just so you know, in terms of scale, those tents are about 100 feet apart. Okay. Earth right. Coven is closest to you. Dark Brand is in the back. What do you know? All right, so Lork is going to go up to the Earth Coven. 
Okay, mostly hill giants is what he said. The Earth Coven. Oh, so gross. it stinks as you're approaching Reeks. this tent. It smells like shit. Ugh. Uh, all right, and so he wants to, I guess, roll uh, a stealth check if there's any sort of lingering around in the camp or whatever. He's trying to... Yeah, go ahead and roll. I mean, there are giants walking past you. Yeah. You know, you see all manner of giants as well as the frost giant guards that are just kind of on the outskirts watching to make sure everybody behaves. Uh, but, I mean, you are walking within five feet of giants. Oh, my God. They can't see you. I'm picturing it like uh, like the ring. The ring is always like... <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. Everything's a little different. <laughs> a little to blurred. Yeah. yeah, a little yeah. blurred. Uh, all right. So you you want to do a perception check or a stealth check outside of? I mean, you're. I want to do a yeah. I want to do a stealth check to get to get into the tent there. Okay. Go ahead and roll a stealth check. Okay. Uh, that is a forty-eight. Forty-eight. <laughs> I'm assuming a plus twenty with invisibility. You stealth into the tent, <laughs> and there are two hill giants <gasps> making love. Oh, no. Fortitude save. On He's like a filthy pile of rags. Oh, make a fortitude save. Is oh. that the best euphemism? Wait, is rag, <laughs> is rag blood tusk there? <laughs> oh. It's it's pretty it's pretty gross. I won't get into it, but you are. <laughs> Please don't. You can see everything. <laughs> oh. All right, He's, can I do a quick perception check for uh, anything of value, anything that is... Are like, they being safe? You- <laughs> oh, Jesus. DC 45. <laughs> oh, man. We have time for a quick uh, family life lecture. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a perception to see if there's anything of value or, or a particularly nice-looking weapon. Something that would make sense to try to steal. Sure. Whether it's a jewel or a weapon. Uh, and something that's also uh, recognizable, not just like gold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, 39. 39. I mean, there's a bunch of uh, garbage in there. The only thing that looks particularly uh, valuable is an oversized Samson. Ah. No. Okay. Uh, you see leaning up against the bed. Unfortunately, to get it, you're going to have to walk directly past this lovemaking. Oh, man. What's a Samus? Um, can I do a... Uh, <laughs> totally ignored. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. It's like a, like a loot, a big uh, uh, Asian-inspired loot. Yeah. Guitar. Uh, <laughs> A zither. It's a, a, it's a stringed instrument. A stringed, stringed <laughs> instrument. Um, I, I knew it as soon as you said it because of Jade Regent. Right. That's right. Why I, I never would have known it otherwise. Sure. Three stringed. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that sounds They play like, them in the subway sometimes. It, it kind of sounds like a bass. It's kind of a low pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, all right. So what I want to try to do is snag this thing uh-huh. at a moment when the, the lovemaking is reaching such a climax. <laughs> right. <laughs> Such a glorious climax sure. that they couldn't possibly notice. It's the uh, third climax tonight, uh, A Samison, like, <laughs> being slipped away. What do you roll for that? Have you ever seen a hill giant make love? <laughs> no. It I almost think. looks like they're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's winning. <laughs> it's uh, like clay plot pots breaking everywhere. <laughs> but you time it perfectly in order to grab this Samson. However, make a sleight of hand check to make sure you don't pluck Ooh. the string as you grab it. Ooh. I don't have sleight of hand. Roll it on. I'll, I'll allow you to roll it untrained. I don't know if you're allowed to or not, but let's make yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, uh, technically, you're not. But well, let's see. Sleight of hand is very specific. Eleven. Eleven. So you kind of gently stroke the string, <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of lift their head up and look, and he keeps it completely still, as if it's sitting on the ground. Right. And just go back to the making <laughs> As the Samuson floats out of the tent. <laughs> Actually, I, I believe once he picks it up, it becomes invisible. It becomes invisible. invisible. It's like, yeah. oh. dunk, 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 dunk. Right. Yeah. What so, was that? So, um, they're playing our song. Shut up. Shut up. Punch me in the face again. <laughs> this is how we do it. <laughs> Uh, he says, "This is how we do." That's it. the name of their song. It's Montel Jordan. It's the Montel Jordan. <laughs> this is how we do it. Plunk, 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 plunk. This is how we do it. So, for the skill nerds out there that are more interested in the skill check than the hill giant sex, uh, there are four of them. Untrained Joe would be unable to pass a sleight of hand check above DC ten. So oh. that's the highest you can pass on chain. It's mm. just a dex check, otherwise. Ah, okay. Well, you deftly grabbed it, yeah. and you make your way out of the tent. 
time is ticking. You got what? Eighteen minutes. Eighteen, 18 minutes. minutes. Tentatively having to like look at those tents, figure out a way in. Taking this past whole the scene, lovemaking. Scene. Wait for the climax. Right. Wait. Really get that picture. <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Locked more in than anything else. So that's what it looks like. Uh, and you I are can't out. Leave now. Okay. Now he's going to hustle to the other to the back row of tents. Good hundred feet away. Third ten in. You see the symbol for the dark brand that Fijimon explained to you. Uh, what do you want to do? He's going to gently sort of move the flap, very slightly peek in. So he wants to make sure that, you know, because even if he's invisible, he moves that tent flap. It's mm-hmm. going to be obvious to someone who's actively watching the tent flap. So, okay. Uh, perception, just to kind of, or stealth to open it slightly. Which per- one do you want to do? Uh, I'll do Don't s- ask me. I'll do stealth to, uh, to open it slightly. 29. 29. Uh, man, you're on fire with these rolls. Yeah. Uh, other people around you are kind of like looking around and stuff. You don't know if they sense your presence. You're probably on edge. You just think they're just kind of looking around, but it's very uneasy. Um, but you are able to slid, slide directly into the tent, and there's no one inside this tent. Beautiful. However, it's pretty eerie in here. Hmm. There is like what looks like a makeshift altar on the ground. These are the cultists. cultists. And the only reason you would even think it's an altar is because something has been sacrificed on it. And behind it is like religious iconography that you're not 100% on. Even on a knowledge knowledge religion? religion? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Lork is, uh, he's a divine being of some some sort. I didn't know you had it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is a 22 knowledge religion. 22. So you see... A, an image looks like it's been drawn in like blood or like not to be gross but like feces like really mundane uh, super gritty drawing of a skull decorated fly wow and it's an image of Ergothoa <gasps> oh who's, a, who's that right when you see that image you just get Transported back to the tent outside Minderhall's cathedral. You remember laying on the ground, staring at the stubs of your feet with Ymir sitting with you. Uh-huh. The rest of your party had already gone in to the cathedral. The real heroes. The real heroes. <laughs> while you sat there with your protector. Right. You it's fun it. that we can talk like this now. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine you had many conversations with Ymir. Lork, uh, are you are you familiar with the goddess Urgothoa? I've heard the name before, but I'm not sure what what she does exactly. Well, in Varesia, they say she is the goddess of physical excess, disease, and the undead. She's sort of swept away into the dark corners of society, looked upon as an abomination. Now, I myself, as a uh, worshipper of Abadar, I don't know too much about her, but let me ask you, what do you think happens when you die? I'd like to believe that you, if you're brave enough and strong enough and fought well, that you go to Valhalla. The halls of warrior kings and feast and fight. Hmm. I've always wondered myself. I hope that my father is experiencing something like that. But I've always wondered if there's something more that maybe Death is not the end, but rather a true beginning. That once you are able to see the 
other side. That maybe there are powers out there, like these silly worshippers of Ergothoa that can bring you back an even greater power than you had before. What do I know? I've been away from home for too long. Just simple musings of a scared man. <laughs> wow. And you're back in this tent <laughs> looking at this symbol of Ergothoa and maybe you'd run across it before in your travels but it wasn't until you heard Ymir talking about it. Or maybe he described the symbol during you know, sure, part of the sure, conversation. Sure. He's thinking this is what Brander said. The Pallid Princess. Lady Despair. Hmm. So dark. So evil. Some sort of giant cult here is worshipping Oh my god. Her. What do you do? Uh, Lork would like to find some sort... He would like to uh, deface the shrine. Oh, I like how so. It's already pretty gross. You gonna like s- spray some Windex on it? <laughs> <laughs> Who cleaned this? Um, Draw a dick on it or something. <laughs> the Ash Peak symbol. Yeah. <laughs> Ash Peak was here. Uh, no, if it's like uh, smeared uh, blood or feces or whatever, uh-huh. he's gonna slowly walk over and try to do some like like mix it up and try to do some crude representation of the other clans of the earth coven symbol of the earth coven symbol you get a bottle cap <laughs> oh nice <laughs> oh, yeah, well baby. done you get a sir will bottle cap sir oh, will oh love wow. that uh, that is a great idea and you do that and then you look Tick tock, tick tock. Yeah. I mean, that flashback alone took <laughs> seven minutes. He just minutes. stood there, motionless, <laughs> standing there in reverie for like nine minutes. In an invisible reverie. <laughs> Do you leave the Samson in there? Yeah, he leaves the Samson in and there. And then you get the hell out. Yes. <laughs> and you make it back to Pembroke and the gang. <laughs> awesome. You That's tell so them cool. all of this, and what do you do now? I would like to send my my insects into the mess hall. So talk to me about this. Are you going to, can you like do a flyover and drop them? Can you send them from where you are now? That seems like that would take them days for little bugs. I was thinking I would do a flyover and land on the top of the mess hall because I'm but a little bird. Right, right. And then I would cast a spell from up, from up there and send them down scurrying into the building. Into the building. Okay. So they, so they can't report on words that were spoken. But I can ask them questions about what they saw, and they can see things, and they have a they have a, they have perception. They can yeah. So I imagine you could get like a location where the food where is. where the food is, exactly. where's the kitchen, where are the stores, right? Yeah, uh, and I'll leave them in there for like an hour. Okay, so you fly over there, <laughs> land on top of the mess hall, and remember the mess hall is the building on the upper uh, portion. Still don't know what's going on on the, on the uh, lower camp, uh, but above those caves on the upper portion. Uh, there is a mess hall. And if you look to the north of the mess hall there, um, roll a perception check there, Feyraza. Natural 20. Natural. Oh, nice. Clutch. 41. 20. Wow. <laughs> All right. So there are, to the south of the mess hall, a watchtower. To the north of the mess hall, another watchtower. On the far side of this upper encampment, another watchtower. Just past the watchtower to the north, Looks like a storage silo. Do you see that on the map? Yes. Yeah, I do. I forgot my map at home. <laughs> oh, you're fired. <laughs> and just, just show me the map in the book. <laughs> just past the <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. past oh, the cool. storage silo is that herd of mm-hmm. animals and some sort of building um, that's that's penning these animals in. They look like they look like mastodons. Yeah, mastodons. All right, so actually, uh, Faraza is going to revise based on that perception check. I'm going to send uh, one insect into the mess hall oh. and the other one into the silo. 
One into the mess hall, one into the silo. Hopefully no one finds it strange that a penguin is flying over and dropping <laughs> bugs on <laughs> I'm an arctic turn again. <laughs> is that turn pooping out bugs? I thought the plan was for you to turn into a penguin, and then I would cast fly on you, and then you could fly. That does sound like a wonderful plan. <laughs> right? That's, Maybe, a better, that's a good plan. Maybe Skip we knows should... how to make my dreams come true. <laughs> and what? penguin's dreams come true. Right. What is this spell called? Insect spies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yeah, you get a lot of time with these guys. <laughs> 90 minutes. Uh, yeah. Now, they do, like I said, they do have to make it back to me, or I have to get They're back to them. little glossy black beetles. Um, and so, what can they report back to you? Like, in t- w- they speak in, in we, vague terms? When I touch them, they can report back what they've seen, what they've seen and sense. They, they can't, so they can't repeat back. I can't ask them to go listen and listen in on a conversation. Right. Because they wouldn't understand it. But I can ask them, like, where do they keep the food? An insect in physical contact with you can answer simple questions about what it has observed at a rate of one question per round. It can relate only what it perceived with the senses and can't repeat speech. It has difficulty making subjective judgments, and questions that demand such reasoning are unlikely to yield a clear answer. So facts are what it can reveal. Facts. How many like how many giants did you see? Like, yeah, right. What, All right. Where was the food? Who was preparing? It's, like, said, it's not going to be editorial in nature. Yeah, if you said were they enjoying the food, <laughs> he, he wouldn't probably. Ooh, know. I could find enjoy. All right, so. It's funny, it's one question per round, but I'm assuming you just get them as many rounds as you... Yeah, it's, so it's I'm not it's in like the middle of, of a fight. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you get them for 10 minutes per level, and then the spell right. ends. So you're probably going to leave them in there for about an hour an hour each, and then you've got 40 minutes to ask them questions. All right, well, so 30. they go in, one goes into the mess hall, one goes into the storage silo. They eventually come out. Are you going to question them atop the roof of the mess hall? Or are you going to question them back? I'll, well, I'll, I'll make my way back to the tower with the others and question them there. Okay. George and Ringo. George and Ringo. George and Ringo, the Beatles. <laughs> uh, they are at your disposal. Which one do you want to talk to? Let's start with the mess hall first. Okay. So I will ask you first to describe what that's, it's that's all George. in the mess hall. That's George. Ask George. Well, wouldn't Ringo have gone for the, where, the, where the, the prepared food was? <laughs> so cruel to Ringo. Food, huh? There's an amazing Ringo story in that Quincy Jones interview, by the way. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I missed that one. It's a great interview. It's amazing. I read the interview, but I don't remember the Ringo. Oh, no. He, he, well, he said they suck, right? Well, he said the, <laughs> so Beatles, the Beatles are, are terrible. But he said Ringo, they were recording something for Ringo, and he couldn't get this one drum fill. And then eventually they told him, like, go, oh, go right. have a drink. That's and right. they brought in some guy for 15 minutes just to record it. And he came back, and they're like, he's like, play it back for me. And they play it. That doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's awesome. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Tangent. So you ask I, I tell the Beatles that story. Right. Just to, just to break the Beatles are like, oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. It was really boring. I remember that day. I can't believe he did that to us. Uh, and your question was what? Describe what's going on in there. Or what's going on <laughs> oh god! I didn't really expect there to be a role play with the Beatles. Oh, that's definitely what's going. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Ooh, boiling pots. <laughs> How many boiling pots? They're on today. Are like fire, please. And that's it. Um. Just because I'm talking to who am I talking to? This is George, right? George. Yeah. George. Um, how many giants did you see in there? Uh, three large creatures. <laughs> were they doing the cooking? They were doing some kind of cooking. <laughs> God. <laughs> Were there any stores? Was there any food stored somewhere they were moving to the pots in the fire pits? Mm, there was food already there. They served to other large creatures. You were determined to ruin the spell for me, aren't you? 
just, he's just making sure you will never use it again. Never cast it again. So let me just clarify in the form of a question. Uh-huh. So there's three. There were three giants and some <laughs> fire pits and some boiling pots. And they were taking the food they already had, cooking it, and serving it to the other large creatures. Sounds pretty good. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you got it. Where did the food come from? It was already there. Hands and arms. Feet and legs. What? What? It had an arms, feet, and legs, I think he said. Oh, oh they're people. They're people. people. They're cooking people so in the pots. Green is people. Um, Four arms. Four arms. Two alike. Centaur. Four arms, two alike? <laughs> is that what he said? Four oh. arms, two alike. Are you describing the creatures they were eating or the creatures doing the eat creatures cooking? I'm being purposefully cryptic <laughs> <laughs> for your later enjoyment. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for determining Thanks, what my enjoyment is. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a subjective judgment, George. Yeah, do that. Very Troy, you've broken the rules of it's the spell. It's been 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll talk to Ringo. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to Ringo. <laughs> George, you've been most helpful. <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye, my friend. Uh, okay, so I asked Ringo what was going on in the silo. It's cold in the silo. Cold. Cold from the creatures. What kinds of creatures? What kinds of creatures? I guess should be this invoice. Three total. Two very cold. Two frost giants, maybe? One walks on four. Ooh. Centaur? Animal companion. <laughs> Centaur's everywhere. <laughs> Centaur's just everywhere. So jackal. 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 It's a jackal. Are you uh, sure you didn't open up Centaur Slayer instead of Giant Slayer? Was the, uh, was the uh, Frost Giant that we charmed, Fijimon, did he emanate cold in the area around him when we were there? Sure. Sure. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he gives off. Oh, well, maybe it's some... But it's some other kind of creature that's being kept in there to refrigerate the food. Yeah. Well, it's already cold, so I don't know. We're up on top of a mountain. Or even further, meaning colder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, there, was there food in there? Was there food in there? Much and more. What kinds of food? Oh, wild game. It's a meat locker. Vegetables. Greens. Did what were these creatures doing? Were they did they appear to be working with the food, or were they guarding? What were, describe their physical activities. Mm, sleeping were two. So, hmm. Is it one big room, or are there le- levels and floors, or how is the silo laid out? Provide a map if you can. <laughs> Draw it in the dirt. <laughs> Many compartments. One room. One long string. A string? Oh, to pull the grain. Do you think if Danny Glover were to be in there and we got into a shotgun battle, <laughs> this would be the place to finish it? <laughs> good question. Good really, question. Really good question. Bottle cap. Bottle cap. It's, it's, it's a little subjective, but uh, let's, see little subjective. He, well, let's see what he says. Let's see what he says. I'm getting too old. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Troy, give yourself a bottle hey, cap. I'll take it. Hey. Hey. Troy, you level up. I got a Baron. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we want to know about the silo? Um, 
Are there how many how many What are the entrances? Is there just the one door in and out? Um, one large door. Are you playing a didgeridoo? <laughs> <laughs> that's, am- that's amazing. <laughs> the didgeridoo sound set. <laughs> Anything else? I don't think so, right? I think that's pretty good. Uh, I think that's pretty damn good, Matthew. Thanks, Ringo. Peace. Thank you, Ringo. <laughs> he leaves. And he vanishes <laughs> into the celestial ether. Into an octopus's garden. <laughs> into the sea. In the wow. Lots of interesting stuff. So Ooh, much intel. Man. Okay. Tons of intel. None of it useful. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, sounds like the, our best bet for poisoning their source is going to be in that silo. Oh. Though we have some creatures to contend with in there. Yes and no. Um, the pots. I think the pots are a great play because that, that's where they're eating from immediately. I don't know if the meat locker is going to freeze out something that we put in there. I don't want to overthink it. But, like, we could poison stuff that they don't touch for a couple days for all we know, you know. Yeah, but if we eliminate, we, I mean, there's no reason we can't do both, but if we can eliminate their stores, that's bound to Well, here's what I'm crisis. thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. You take that, you just get a bunch of feces, blood, right? Symbol on the ground of this fly with the skull out front, and then you burn that silo to the ground. You just light it up, burn it down, and put that symbol there and be like, we should all die and rise as undead, and then we'll be more powerful. Put some saying down to that effect. Mm, and get, sounds horrifically gruesome and pretty awesome. Get yeah. everybody fucking furious that these guys did this because they think it's the, what's the best for the giant army. That's a good idea. I like it. I like it. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do this. <laughs> should we do it right now? I just don't know how to really... Get the fire going. I need it was something the feces, flammable. Actually, that I thought was the challenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have well, magic for the fire. <laughs> I mean, we can produce that. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a magical spell, Matthew. I, I, you know, really have realized that I, I prefer the religious weirdos who hand me pamphlets on the subway instead of the people that burn down the grain houses and leave some dogma <laughs> underneath their symbol. That's yeah, that's, you you're know. talking about Mormons now. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to mess with them. Yeah. I told you guys about the Scientology church that's near my office. I have to run past every. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. To to sum it up, I think you you burn down the silo, you poison the pots. So maybe it's poisoning the pots, getting that distraction enough to burn down the silo. I don't know. And I think silo burn down would have to happen. I mean, I would think you know four in the morning, like the, the most remote time. You want to hang hang out tonight, night. and then I can do invisibility on you again, or do it on me and just do pyrotechnics in there yeah I just don't know how to really get the fire going again I don't want to overthink it but like you need some something flammable for the flame to really stick to well the thing is isn't gonna no it is that's what silo explosions are a thing like in the midwest because it is it is explosively flammable really dried grain like it happens all the time like a loose spark will like the silos grain stored silos will literally explode that's why the the practical effect for like explosions are just small particles of air so that's why they use like baking soda and they like light it on fire and movies that's like how magicians work and grain works the same way oh i never knew that everyone roll a perception check Uh oh (laughs) shoot 22 23 is it giant related 29 (laughs) it is 32 all right so all of you crushing your perception checks (laughs) you're all back at that first tower at the base of that first tower i'm sure even guys didn't climb into it did you or maybe you did no we're trying to stay stay out of sight there's no need there's really no need to run away from the second level of a watchtower right you see commotion in the lower camp. Ooh. It's pretty far away from you guys. I mean, that's well over 200 feet at where the actual ac- action is happening. 252, almost 300 feet away, you see something happening, and it's happening in, like, the middle of the tents. Ooh. Tents are being ripped down, ripped apart, and there is pandemonium, so much so that the upper level starts coming to look at this shit going down. And frost giants start converging. What do you do? I think we should get out of here. 
Do you or do or you think that if they're leaving the upper camp, that's leaving the, the silo open right now? But blow all, up the grain. If the fight is happening right now, it would be mo- very suspicious if we then tried to blame it on the fighting participants. However, right. if we can, if tomorrow we did it as like a revenge, I think I agree. I do, but I think that there's you just a, want to blow shit up. Well, no, I'm just saying like he's he's talking, he's describing how empty it is right now at that upper camp because remember that silo is right outside of where they all eat and where the frost giants have camp. That's going to be the tougher one to empty. And look at your map here. Where you guys are, where they're coming down here, you could potentially get to the upper camp. The mess hall is going to be a little tricky. Uh, You'd have to go around. But if you assume that the watchtowers are empty, which is an assumption, you could make your way to where those mammoths are or the storage silo with some healthy... You know, stealth or invisibility or flying and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't want to make it but, too complicated, but uh, and I do. I really like the idea of like th- we leave this fight, right? Whatever happens, happens. Let it go a day, and then the Ergothoa clan is like, you know what? Screw you guys! And next day they burn the thing down. Like it, it, it makes sense. There's a there's a story to it. But I just I think that right now there is an opportunity to be discussed. Yeah, the only thing that gave me pause was I felt like poisoning the next day's meal shortly and then doing it. But if Troy has mentioned that it's going to be a trick to get into the mess hall. To even get in there to, yeah. to do that craft alchemy yeah. is super dangerous. Well, you just look at where those tents are. You've got to, it's very tricky. You know, the, the, the mess hall is directly outside of the upper camp. Um, that doesn't mean it's impossible, but you guys have been doing your uh, reconnaissance missions during the night. Mm. And every time it's been pretty packed, maybe there's a better time during the day, maybe mid-afternoon. But Who they're knows? distracted right now. Right now, the entire upper camp, you know, not all of them, but the majority of them are going up to this lip above where those four caves are. Being like, fight, fight, Staring fart. down at the madness. <laughs> it kind of feels like the fighting pits of Binderhall's Valley all <laughs> over again. Now, the Frost Giants are doing their best to keep order, but it has caused a huge situation, <laughs> all because of Pembroke's charm person getting that information about these two clans, yeah. and then your decision to deface a temple and steal a sex samison. <laughs> well, what do you I mean, do? Well, I think the question is: Do you even does Pembroke even have an invisibility prepared still at that level? Um, a magically prepared invisibility. Well, I no, I just have the one. So, yeah, so uh, like we might not. It might be I but, be dangerous, but they don't have dark but, vision, right? I, yeah, I do have frost giant stuff. Stone giants. You can do, get up there, right? Um, you guys, what you learn? I can, step. I could dimension step or dimension door, like right up to behind the door. them. And I can could, get up there. I could, I could dimension, I could dimension step up to the door, cast burning hands on the grain, blow it up, and then cast dimension door back to where we are. Look, we get, just gotta get the we gotta get the symbol on. I the I think ground. the symbol's important. I think it just does that extra level of damage. We could just yeah. burn the food down. That would make people furious, and it would really cause enough ruckus that some people might leave the camp. Getting that symbol down, though, I think is huge. Well, do you have spark? Uh, well, I have, I have burning hands. Well, I would say you could use burning hands to draw the symbol on the on the ground. You also have to get into the silo. Oh, know? I do have spark. I do have. Yeah, I have, have spark, spark as well. See, yeah. that's that's the tricky part. Is there get in creatures the inside of the silo? She said the uh, Ringo said there was one large door. Yeah, I mean, all we have to do is open the door, which is why that invisibility. Think in terms flush. of this is happening right now. What do you do? You don't have this time to figure this out. You have to make a decision. Well, I mean, we have to. We can't. You're gonna run away. You're gonna go in. Then, if it's now or never, I think we don't go because it's way too dangerous, and we've accomplished something really great here. We have these people fighting each other. If we don't have invisibility, I mean, you guys are welcome to risk it if you want. But I but I don't know how we get in. I actually think open the door. And this might be boring, but it's a good time to do recon on other parts of the camp too that we haven't really fully seen up close outside of the turn flying over. But that might be boring. <laughs> I, think should, I think we should blow up the silo, man. All right. Then, All then, right. then talk me what? through it. Uh, what do you want so to work to Pembroke, do? Pembroke is going to dimension step up to the door and open the door, cast burning hands, blow up, set set fire to the grain, and cast dimension door back to the rest of the group. We, all, we also need to do the symbol on the ground. Yeah, I can, I can do that too. Pembroke cast dimension door. Yeah. is going to So fly. Lork would describe it to you. Yeah, you know, and it's very cool. Well, I can see the door. Like I can see where the door is, right? Uh, yeah, you can see where the door is. Yeah, so I can just like dimension step right there. Right. 
And you describe the symbol. I describe the, the symbol. It's crude. Oh, the symbol. You know? Okay. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. He's like, we, we just need some feces. Yeah. He's looking around. Well, I can do... Uh, Take a handful. <laughs> yeah. Give me five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So you need to shoom, shoot over there. Symbol is the secondary objective. Right. If you just burn that shit down, that's fine. Yeah. But getting the symbol down... That's the grave. I'm going to go. That's I'm going to go with you for backup. Okay, I'll, I'll fly over. Feyraza there. flies over there. With Lorca's going to stay, trying to watch the fight. And Pembroke, you just you do you open the doors and go to cast burning hands while Feyraza is just kind of floating as a bird above you. And before I go, I'm going to cast alter self on myself to look like a slave, just in case somebody does see me and it all goes awry. Like at least they'll think it was an escaped slave and not someone who's trying to infiltrate the camp. Nice alter self. And you open the doors, and you hear a growl. As a huge dire bear stands right at the opening, just as you're about to cast Burning Hands. (laughs) And we'll see you next week! Uh, he rushed you into that. <laughs> <laughs> I O'Brien'd you. What do you do? Five, four, five, three, two. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.